This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, December 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Farmers await China details. Peterson eyes farm bill as he weighs race. And egg producers beat supermarket lawsuit. Farmers across the country today will be eagerly looking for details of the partial trade agreement President Donald Trump has reached with China. We're having a very exciting month in Washington, D.C., the president said as he arrived at a congressional ball last night shortly after he reportedly signed off on the deal. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer was in the White House yesterday to talk to President Trump about China just hours after Trump tweeted that the two countries were, quote, very close to a deal. The White House had been pressuring China to make hard commitments to substantially increase purchases of U.S. farm commodities, but there was no word from the White House on what the Chinese had agreed to. John Bodie, president and CEO of the Corn Refiners Association, issued a statement calling news of the deal a welcome sign of progress as we continue to build and strengthen trade-equitable relationships across the globe. The advocacy group Farmers for Free Trade greeted the news cautiously. For farmers, this could either be the first ray of hope or another empty promise. Farmers want sustained access to China's market, not one-time purchases. So it will be critical to see how the retaliatory tariffs that have crippled farm exports are treated in this agreement, said Brian Keel, the group's co-executive director. Keep in mind... Trump said in October that China had promised to buy as much as $50 billion in U.S. farm commodities. Lawmakers reached tentative spending deal. And another major development yesterday afternoon, congressional appropriators reached a tentative agreement on the fiscal 2020 spending bills, but staff on both sides said there were still details to be worked out. The goal is to get the 12 bills passed, possibly in one or two packages, by the end of next week. A continuing resolution that is keeping the government funded at FY19 levels expires next Friday. Farm bill figures in Peterson re-election. House Agriculture Chairman Collins Peterson says he'll announce early next year whether he'll run for re-election in 2020. And notably, the Minnesota Democrat says he sees it as a four-year, not a two-year decision. By that, Peterson means that if he's going to run again in 2020, he needs to be prepared to run again in 2022. The reason? He says it wouldn't make sense to retire in 2022 because his committee would be in process of writing the next farm bill. The 2018 bill expires in 2023. I don't want to leave in the middle of a farm bill, he told AgriPulse. Peterson hastens to add that he thinks writing the next farm bill is going to be difficult because of the money that the Trump administration is pouring into the farm program through the market facilitation program. He said they spent so much money, these farmers have gotten used to it. Peterson said, I don't know what we're going to do. We don't have any money. USDA is funding MFP through the Commodity Credit Corporation Authority that Congress periodically replenishes. The Ag Committee can't increase spending on farm programs without broader congressional agreement. But keep in mind, redistricting is also an issue for Peterson. Minnesota could lose a House seat in 2022, and his new district would be more Republican than his current one. Oncologist Hahn gets nod as FDA commissioner. 
Cancer doctor Stephen Hahn has sailed into confirmation as commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration by a 72 to 18 vote. At his confirmation hearing last month, Hahn offered few clues as to where he would land as commissioner on products such as e-cigarettes and CBD. But he did commit to being guided in his decisions by, quote, data, science, and law. You can read more about Hahn's confirmation on the AgriPulse website. Skipworth confirmed to USFWS. A former Monsanto scientist has been confirmed as director of the Fish and Wildlife Service, despite opposition from most Democrats. Aurelia Skipworth, who is currently the Deputy Assistant Secretary for Fish and Wildlife and Parks at the Interior Department, served as a Sustainable Agriculture Partnership Manager and as a Molecular Analyst for at Monsanto from 2006 to 2012. Her confirmation by 52 to 39 vote was met with praise from ag groups, including the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. NCBA President Jennifer Houston said Skipworth, quote, possesses a keen understanding of industry and science and recognizes the value ranching brings to wildlife conservation. But the top Democrat on the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee, Tom Carper, said Skipworth refused to provide him with information about her work at Interior. Her lack of candor has elevated questions that already existed about her qualifications and her commitment to environmental conservation, he said. FCC backs mental crisis hotline. Stressed farmers will soon have a number to call when seeking help for mental health. The Federal Communications Commission voted unanimously to move forward yesterday with a proposed rule to designate the three-digit number 988 as the new nationwide number for a mental health crisis hotline. We have, as a country and as an industry in agriculture, fallen behind on where we need to be for those who are suffering from depression, anxiety, and addiction issues. That Chandler Gould, CEO of the National Association of Wheat Growers, as he spoke with AgriPulse. Egg producers prevail against retailers. A federal jury returned a unanimous verdict yesterday rejecting claims by supermarket chains and food manufacturers that three major egg producers had conspired to drive up egg prices. After a six-week trial and a day-and-a-half deliberations by the jury, United Egg Producers, U.S. Egg Marketers, and Rose Acre Farms were victorious in the case, which was filed in 2008. Plaintiffs allege that the producers conspired to reduce the number of egg-laying hens. But the producers said the reduction in hens resulted from implementation of an animal welfare program, and the jury agreed. The jury's decision is a total vindication for the egg industry. That the word of UEP President and CEO Chad Gregory. He said it recognizes that UEP's development and implementation of the UEP certified program was to assure the care of egg-laying flocks to meet the needs of egg purchaser customers, which were under pressure to adopt new supplier policies and to align with changing consumer expectations. Here's today's He Said It. That's not my lane. That Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham, a South Carolina Republican, would ask whether the panel would consider the bipartisan ag labor bill passed by the House on Wednesday. 
Senator Tom Tillis of North Carolina reiterated that ag labor issues needed to be considered in the larger context of immigration reform rather than as a standalone bill. And here's a note from the editor this morning. In yesterday's daybreak, we noted that Mark Nicely, CEO of Ag Country Farm Credit, suggested farmers were becoming, quote, far too dependent on government payments. In his testimony, Nicely did not directly reference farmers, but said net farm income, although projected to be up in 2019, remains too dependent on direct government payments. Well, that's daybreak for this Friday, December 13th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.